go, where do you buy something like that? Is there a secret website? Website? Before I turn on the reel-to-reel and play back this new episode we recorded early Sunday afternoon, I need to have a word, okay? I'm coming to you late Sunday evening, quietly, methodically, and alone. Um, Some important, possibly not important news came out via Taylor Twellman's flapping jaw that Jeff and Carl, or Carl and Jeff, were in L.A. to catch the new LAFC stadium opening and having a meeting on Monday, possibly, with who we can assume is either... Garber or some other MLS crony. Uh, He then went out on the sturdiest and largest limb possible and said he'd be shocked if we weren't announced as the next MLS team in the next 10 or 14 days. Um, You know, for FCC fans like you and I and all of us, that was kind of one giant Carl Lindner blue pill of groinal excitement, Um, even if it goes in line with what a lot of us have been thinking for a long time and what some of us know. Yeah, I don't know. Unfortunately for you, this happened after we recorded. So this nightmarish opening I'm giving you is the extent of what you'll hear on the subject this week. Boo-hoo. Okay, we've got so much more to offer than breaking news and expansion bullshit. Okay, so I'll shut up and let you get to the regular episode. Let's go. What is truly up, world? It is your boy, Sway, from MTV News. We are Back. Game number six, podcast number eight of Knifey Lion Radio. My name is Jonah. At Knifey Lion Radio is the podcast Twitter handle. At The Burning Bisons is mine. KnifeyLionRadio.com has stuff also. Joining me to talk about the 3-0 thrashing of the Ottawa Fury is, as usual, the reformed indoor soccer instigator, Zach. Hi. Thank you. And... Xavier soccer legend whose wife is currently at Costco against his wishes. Nick from soccer. Yep, yep. Holler. All right. Uh, Not with us today. Still recovering from Easter. Zach's friend, Chad. You are missed. Sorry, ladies. I know what you're thinking. We'll talk about that later. For your listening pleasure, we will recap our 3-0 victory. Our likes, dislikes. Discuss where the Kenny Walker goal ranks in the FCC pantheon of goals. Ask... How's Nazmi? Appeared he may have lost a nipple. We'll have what I assume will be a mostly positive edition of... Catch Watch! I'll hit you guys with a very brief and exclusive interview I conducted with none other than Jeff Birding for this week's... FCC Inside Source. Because he is as inside as you can get, then hopefully some chance that will not completely disappoint you. But quickly first, a shout out to everyone from the Pride who was watching the game at 50 West, spoke a little bit with some of you, and I promise to never repeat what you said about Die in Schlag. But for real, I am honored to welcome all of you inside the John Harks Cave of Wonders. Left you on your toes for a second. Up first... Recap. Alan Cott showing he's a fan of the podcast, started Nazmi, Richie Ryan, Corbin Bone, and Kenny Walker all together, getting really wild with it, throwing the return of Blake Smith and slick-backed Spencer Richie getting his first start in goal, add in Ledesma and Koenig, Danny Koenig, Danny Koenig up top, and I was feeling a Carl Lindner blue pill of excitement in my later hosen, 
What did you guys think? Nick, you go first. Yeah, Spencer uh, Richie's hair. That was great, man. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like a, a villain from like Beverly Hills Cop or something. Uh, no, the game was... Uh, how about that lineup first? Did you like what you saw before the game started? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that everybody that started the game has shown enough over the last couple games to uh, to warrant a, a starting position. So, yeah, yeah, I was good with it. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a little strange if you're doing a four four two and you don't have any of our wingers in there. But, again, I think I called it magic on the last pod, having Bone, Nazmi, Walker, and Ryan in the middle. So... Yeah, I was excited to see how it worked out, and I thought Blake Smith, I was glad to see him back. But sadly, as is necessary, they had to play the game on the field, and technically they did, but we will skip ahead to the second half where an actual game broke out. Once again, it appears Koch threatened to murder family members at halftime because they came out and immediately started making things happen. Yeah, definitely a similar story to what we've seen. Didn't get off on the right foot, didn't start the game that great, and... uh Something transpired at halftime that probably is not suitable for small children. And, uh, yeah, then they come out in the second half, and they're uh, starting to piece together their game. Yeah, the second half, everything that wasn't working in the first half started to somewhat come together, like through balls that had almost appropriate weight on them, uh, playing through the middle a little bit, not getting uh, bullied off the ball. Yeah, that all led up well our first chance was an absolute sitter as they say and Danny Koenig managed to scuff it in an amazing way that just looks worse every time you watch it but that memory was soon nuked into pieces in the 68th minute Kenny Walker karate kick volleys a ball I have 40 yards written here but it's actually more like 50 yards catching the Ottawa goalie off his line a recurring theme and scoring one of the greatest FCC goals we've ever seen Zach how do you feel because we know how Nick feels we'll get to him later (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel the same. The first half, yeah, there's not really much to talk about, except Ottawa was pressing us a lot, and they just gassed themselves in the first half, maybe. I don't want to credit them with our good second half, but I think that did have something to do with it. About Walker's goal, I noticed in the first half, I think I texted this to you guys, Ledesma tried one from distance when he was called offside, and he was in the middle of shooting it, and they didn't even show it. So I think it was must have been something in the scouting report that they were looking for the whole game, probably. Yeah, his goal. I think we all just like were in stunned silence for a second and then uh, just couldn't fucking believe it. And Koenig's more thankful than anyone else because now, until <clears throat> we just brought it up now, everyone <laughs> forgot that he missed that. I'll never forget. Nick? Yeah, no, I mean, it's just one of those goals that just, I, I can't even, I still can't believe it transpired the way that it did. Watching a game and uh, then boom, that happened and it was just like... I, you know, stunned silence. But one of the crazier things is I'm walking my kids today, this morning, and I'm having time to reflect on the goal because, <laughs> you know, I you, you couldn't really appreciate it when it happened because up to like the 67th minute wasn't the most exciting game. Then that goal happens, and then literally like 15 seconds later, Corbin Bone scores a goal. In what the Ottawa residents will later go on to call the day our city died, FCC opened the floodgates, a beautiful cross from Manu Ledesma, and a nice headed finish by Corbin. Don't you fucking ever doubt me again, Bone made it 2 nothing within a minute. Let's go through all the goals. In the 77th minute, Ledesma was gifted with a breakaway instead of taking it all the way to the keeper. He lofted it over him, as we mentioned, the keeper caught off his line. Yet again, several more chances, including a Haber miss. That was only softened by the fact Danny Coonings was so bad, but it was irrelevant. Ends up 3 nothing, three points on the road, some good vibes. Back to the Walker goal. 
either one of you guys want to place it in the pantheon of FCC goals, first without any context and then with context still? For me, it is far and away number one. On both counts? With context and without? Yeah, with or without. The game needed a goal. I don't care. It wasn't at home. It wasn't our first game of all time at Nippert. It was the greatest goal that we've scored. Fair enough, Nick. Yeah, totally in agreement with Zach. Best goal ever scored. Um, Technical uh, aspect of that goal alone, to pull that off, is just, I don't care, like Zach said, context or not, like, it was just incredible. I mean, just absolutely amazing. I mean, I actually, because I was starting to get second-guess myself, because there's people I was talking to online were saying, oh, Cooley's goal was better, it was more difficult to pull off, and... So, no, yeah, exactly. I, I texted a friend of mine who is involved with the King's Hammer Academy, James wow. Thomas. <laughs> I had to bring in the big guns. And uh, James is well-known in the soccer community, very smart guy. I asked James <laughs> if uh, O'Cooley's goal was, was harder to pull off than, than Walker's goal. I said, some people are telling me that you know, O'Cooley's goal is much more difficult. And James said, and I quote, and we call these people idiots. <laughs> Quote, unquote. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean... You found an idiot on the, the Bailey Facebook page? I don't. I mean... It. Yeah, I mean, here, let's just say this. <clears throat> I'm not trying to toot any of our horns, but we could all score a Coley's goal, I think. Out of ten tries, we could... Okay, we're gonna... Look, I'm... <laughs> yeah. No, I'm... Look. I mean, out of t- ten tries, you could probably You've get that. You've seen a Coley's goal before. Out of I 50 mean, tries, you could not Yeah, you hit. have. Yeah, he, he flipped it up off his foot. And it's just there sitting in front of him, and he bounces it in gently. <laughs> yeah. Kenny Walker's goal, I'll never. You can't ever. reproduce that. I mean, <laughs> no. out of 50 tries, you'd be lucky to get one. Yeah. And, like, you know, in the context of like the history of the club, I don't know. If, were you there for the home opener, Nick? No. Um, you know, you go into that game, you don't know what to expect. I've only seen, you know, pictures of other USL games. So I'm thinking we're going to walk into a dead stadium. I don't know what the quality is going to be like. And there's, you know, 14,000 people there and he scores that goal. And it's the first time, like, you know, me and Jonah were in the Bailey, everyone losing their fucking shit. Like, and that's when you knew, like, what the future could hold for FC Cincinnati. So, yeah, in that context, obviously, like, that's a more important goal. But, like, as far as, like, quality of the goal, obviously... Kenny's number one. Yeah, and I was trying to think of the Chicago Fire game. Then I realized maybe if Wiedemann, if that goal counted and it wasn't offsides, that would that would just was so magical or would have been. But still, obviously, this is the the obvious best goal, devoid of any context, and one or two with any context. Well, to compare, like Ibrahimovic's goal, that goal was easier to pull off, in my opinion, than than what Walker did. I mean, that the ball is it's got forward momentum, it's got top spin on it. He's running with the ball and strikes it when the ball's coming down to get that top spin to go over a keeper. That is a wonderful goal. But what Kenny did with a ball, you know, he was probably like, what, 20 yards further away than what Ibrahimovic was. And the ball's coming at him, and he has to poach a ball out of the air coming at him and strike it in such a way that it dips and curves away from the keeper into the goal. Like, it's just unbelievable. He's always doing these side karate kick ones, and um, it all paid off. For that glorious moment. Yeah, Ibrahimov, Ibrahim Zlatan's uh, kick. Obviously had the context, too, of like basically his first touch in the game, right. almost, of his opening game. Uh, other great goals. Stevenson, first playoff game. He ripped that one from outside the box. Delbridge with that amazing strike. Uh, Nick pointed out a Corbin Bone one in a friendly against Reykjavik, which would have been probably higher up if, you know, it mattered at all. 
I was talking on Twitter to to Nick from CST, and uh, he said what? He, he, <laughs> he didn't he didn't want to rank it because of that context, and I and I understand that that makes sense. But just like technically speaking, like if you didn't know any better as somebody that lived on some far corner of the planet, and you were just watching highlights of our goals, that goal is also phenomenal in my opinion. Things I liked, I'll start off with uh, Corbin Bone, much maligned, eh, not really, no. kind of maligned <laughs> at set points, <laughs> not, barely even, falsely maligned. Falsely maligned. Uh, Corbin Bone, giving FUs to everyone who's doubted him. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Again, I think he's one of the unsung heroes of, uh, of uh, the game. Zach, um, another thing uh, I like that I'm sure you like too, uh, Haber without a headband thoughts. Yeah, I think he must be listening to the pod. Mm. He's like, man, I don't want these guys talking about my style anymore. So I'm going to retract one piece of clothing and he went with a headband. Yeah, Yeah, but did it hurt him? Would he have scored if he was wearing it? Mm. I think maybe. I think the chance was tougher than it looked. It was pretty far behind him, but the fact the goal was was, so wide open made it look just worse. But uh, he was. It was, and he was, I thought... Besides missing the chance, he was great. He was getting in good positions. He was making like he made that for himself pretty much. How about that Corbin Bone setup though for that the goal that he missed? That little touch was sweet. Corbin was all over the fucking place. I thought it was great. Uh, another thing, Deckel Canon. Deckel Canon. Uh, say Deckel Canon's aggressiveness. He uh, he always manages manages to get a shot in on somebody at some point. And uh, this week was no different. Not quite as brutal as the week before, but. You'll know he's out there if you're playing him because he's going to give you a taste of Israeli justice. Another thing I liked. um, (laughs) I called it Forrest Lasso's Old Testament-ness. Definitely a fan of the Old Testament because he was dishing out some uh, caught you working on Sunday and gouged your eye out type of Bible justice out there. Clipped out a dude's leg. Had some other moments. Uh, <clears throat> he got called for the one that was on the field where he slid in and then his trailing foot, he swung it around and hit him. Then he did the same thing, but harder outside of the lines. And he got carded for that. There are some sneaky little... It's like Kobe's elbow coming down on people after he shoots. It was like that. But. Yeah, I think he's up, upgrading to four Fs. The fourth F is foul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't know where that was going. I, I was going to name them all, then I got after Faith Family. Is this football the other What's the other one? Football, yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Foosball. He, he um, did have a long ball that I was complained about that ended up in that Ledesma goal. So. Well, hold on, because things we didn't like, uh, first one would be the first half, mostly unwatchable. Yeah, I don't want to, yeah, I don't Without re- focusing too much. What can you even really say about it except that it was bad? How do you have 50 midfielders and no midfield? You have 50 midfielders, no midfield, and then so many back passes without even making an attempt to go forward. We just never (laughs) seem to look forward. And one thing, I said this to Nick during the game, why, if I'm a defender and I have the ball, I'm not sure what to do with it. I'm looking around. No one's really open. So I'm going to pass it back to the keeper who's going to blindly blast it up the field. What is that pass for? If I'm the defender, why don't I just blindly pass it upfield? Yeah, right now Forrest Lass is like, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Except Spencer Ritchie, he was on the ball as much as anyone in that first half. I'd love to see that touch map. Another thing I didn't like, uh, which should be Nick's recurring segment, long ball lasso. You got long balls, Larry. 
Long balls. You got long ass balls. I've got long balls? Doctor, you seen his balls, right? W would you say my balls are unusually long? They're a bit more distended than the average testicles. You got long ass balls, Larry. Long ball Larry. That's your new name. Long balls. Hell no. Long balls. My other thing I didn't like, which is very minimal, you brought Lahoud, the new guy, brought him in on the trip. Should have subbed him in, you know, give him a couple minutes out there just to play with them. Not a big complaint, but uh, yeah, couldn't well, have hurt. Patty Barrett, too, was on the bench. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you bring these guys <clears throat> on the trip, we're up <clears throat> three to nothing, and then you put Haber in. Yeah. I think that's weird. And I wonder, like, some of those guys are obviously playing on Wednesday. Just yeah, give, give him a break. Deckles played every minute, so is Forrest Lasso. Can neither of those two come out? Corbin Bones played every minute, right? Maybe he's been subbed out before, yeah. but like, yeah, give LaHood five, ten minutes, <laughs> anything. Um, not a big deal. It's just a head scratcher sometimes. Um, Spencer Ritchie, he's not really into things I liked or didn't like. He just kind of existed. He didn't really get any chances to shine. He had one spilled ball that um, you could point to as a not great moment. Didn't really matter. Newton probably not losing any sleep. Yeah, the best thing that happened to Evan Newton was the award of that penalty kick in Indy. Because that kind of, I think, secured his spot in the starting 11. But that brings me to, you know, our usual segment with the tweak. How's Nazmi? Um, my answer was not great. Because Nazmi went down a little early, and it was scary for a couple of moments because they waved for the medic to come on. But alas, it was only a collapsed lung. No, I don't know what it was. But he did look uncomfortable the rest of the game. His first half, not too great. Left some balls short. Got knocked off the ball. Second half was better, which you could say for everyone. And then he was, I think, the first sub off because he was looking pretty uncomfortable with whatever... I just think we all feel the responsibility for him to be amazing because of how much mental and vocal energy we put into him starting. So I feel like uh, Nazmi's mom kind of out there just really pulling for him in every single moment. Yeah, it wasn't a great game, but <clears throat> hopefully he's all right. Anyway, so Nazmi, get well soon. You're freed forever. Uh, that brings us to this week's Catch Watch. Catch giving us the starting lineup we wanted, knowing it would not work in the first half. A really ultimate fuck you from Koch. Nick, Koch thoughts? 76 degrees. That's the temperature I'm given. That's pretty cool. Fair. Yeah, he's he's nice and cool, man. I mean, he's on this. He's on a vacation seat right now. It's just smooth, cool. Everything he's uh, wanted to show this city that he could do with the team is really kind of come to life in the last two games. Obviously, he didn't get a win against Bethlehem, but this game yesterday, I mean, that, that second half alone was... I mean, it was pretty remarkable. You could see it starting to click again. Strategy-wise, I think what the kind of soccer that the coach wants to play was starting to happen. I mean, we were creating all kinds of opportunities. That's true. But yeah, you're absolutely right. With Walker and Ledesma, I mean, that's that's not coach. That's all player. You're right. But um, why, my question, why aren't we ever ready to go at the beginning? I don't think anybody knows. Um, I don't think Koch knows either, honestly. Yeah, it's strange. My, my guess is... <clears throat> no, please. Yeah. I was My only guess would be there's a little bit of nerves. It could be, you know, Zach mentioned Ottawa running themselves into the ground in that first half. So maybe the glass half full is these teams are so jazzed up to take on the big bad Thundercats. That doesn't make sense. Um, no, that, that is... Sorry they, not to you cut know. you off, but I think that definitely <clears throat> is part of it. Everyone is going to step up their game against us. You want to give a temperature before I forget? I mean, he's not in any trouble. You can't win three to nothing on the road and be on the hot seat. Um, Looks like he's gotten. But that first half was a total failure. But I've completely forgotten about it because the second half fucking ruled, man. Um, yeah, seventy, seventy degrees. Mm -hmm. He's comfortable. 
I think he's wearing a jacket. But at any moment, the sun could come out and the jacket comes off and you're warm. Um, <laughs> final thoughts from the game before we move on. Anybody? Three points on the road. I mean, that's three fantastic goals, three points uh, away game. I mean, absolutely. I'll take it all day. Yeah, and a game on Wednesday and then another game on Saturday. The big question around FCC fandom is how will KLR deal with two games in a week? I don't know, okay? Why don't you enforce, pray for us, because I don't know what we're going to do. Probably condense it into one, or it'll be a solo Thursday one where I give my very limited expertise on what we watched on Wednesday. I'm free on Thursday, but thanks for asking. Sorry, limited solo pod. (laughs) Moving right ahead. This week's FCC Inside Source is more than an inside source. It is the tree from which all FCC information originally grows. That's right. I talk exclusively with president of FCC, Jeff Birding, and I can already hear the laughing and the snickering from people saying, hey, KLR, how can it be exclusive when I saw him on Cincy Soccer Talk and I heard him on 700 WLW not long ago and local TV morning shows? Well, guess what, Dennis Dimwit? This one's different. But I'll let you be the judge. So here's the phone interview I recorded with Jeff Birding this morning. Can't make it up, folks. And it's this week's FCC Inside Source. All right. So right now we are very pleased to be joined exclusively on the phone with Jeff Birding, president of FC Cincinnati. But before we get into it, Jeff, many people have clamored to be the first interview on Knifey Lion Radio. So I just hope that you appreciate being able to be on with me. I appreciated the opportunity to be on with you. Now, before getting too crazy right off the bat, I just need to know if you are a horse before the cart kind of guy. I think it's a little cart before the horse. Cart before the horse guy, Jeff Birding on the line. Already getting crazy. On the phone with Jeff Birding. Next question. And this one gets at the heart of a lot of the anxiety that the FCC fans have been feeling. How come nobody has picked up my garbage in weeks? Answer me. Obviously, a lot of people take off that week between Christmas and New Year's. So, 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 so well, it's almost May already, Jeff. But I'll let that one slide. Next question for you. You've seen my face. You know all about my appearance. What's your favorite part? Jeff. There's a lot to like. Now, Jeff, before you went to New York, you compared your face to that of an oxen. Are there any other animals you've compared your face to before New York? Uh, I've said all along, well before we went to New York, that I've always been bullish. I can see bull as well, but oxen made sense to me. Uh, Real quick while I got you here, though, Jeff, um, would I be correct in saying we already have the bid and we will be playing in the MLS next season? You are correct. Oh, he says we were correct. Jeff, you want to clarify? You just said we're going to be in the MLS next season. Well, uh, listen, I, I think uh, there's not Jeff. just those. Um, Jeff. But I, I, again, I'll just. Uh, uh, Jeff, uh, calm down. We have. Again, I'll just. Again, I'll just. We have. I guess. We have. Again, I'll just. Jeff, just take a deep breath. Thanks for the announcement, though. A few more questions. How much has Carl Lindner spent to have the blood of much younger men transfused into his own to preserve his life for eternity? Hundreds of millions of dollars. Well, totally worth it, though. Jeff, going to get you out of here. One last, well, just want you to comment. Have my first bowel movement in over a week. 
What do you think about that, Jeff? Well, I think that is awesome. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. FCC Inside Source. <clears throat> Can I just say, that's great journalism. <laughs> great job. Wow. The fact that Jeff just dropped the MLS bomb without thinking and then like turned into Porky Pig when he had tried to backtrack is something that I think is going to blow up the blogosphere. Nick, what do you think about that interview? Exclusive? Man, he was, he was stumbling all over the place. <laughs> oh, my God. You had him in a corner. Yeah, and he's bullish. That's what I've gathered. The look of a bull, Jeff Birding. But thanks for coming on. I'll see if that can be a regular segment. He's a busy guy, though. If there's one note, one thing we know about Jeff Birding... He's got time for an interview. <laughs> That's true. This guy can't shut up. <laughs> but birding, if you're looking to go into a cave, you're more than welcome into Coach Alan Koch's Thunderbird Cave of South Africa. It's like a little free pass. A little bit German, but in South Africa. Thunderbird Cave in <laughs> South Africa. <laughs> Coach Koch. Coach Koch, Cave of Nightmares. Is that Cave with a K? <laughs> yes. That joke's not going to make any sense because we didn't air the pod we recorded where the whole thing was talking about racist Indiana. The Jimmy McLaughlin Closet of the Alt-Right. But yeah, there, there the Forest Lasso, Pew of Acceptance. Meet me at the top. Forgiveness, Forgiveness is granted. Nick, do you have any caves you want to shout out? <laughs> T-shirts no. coming soon. No. <laughs> Jimmy McLaughlin, you are not allowed in the Lance Lang Cave of Friendship. Sorry, man. Before we forget, Nick, you noticed some new Lou City merchandise that is flying off the shelves. <laughs> no, I think I think Zach actually noticed it. Zach, if you want to talk about. You know, we all kind of giggled when we announced the kiosk, but that was nothing compared to the long-awaited Louisville City FC visor and fucking Safari Sun hat (laughs) that they just released. Ugly as sin. I've never been more happy to see anything in my life, I don't think. Is that Fisherman's hat that they released? Is that like the O'Connor like special or something? I don't fucking know, man. It is something the else. The O'Connor series. Yeah. They they weren't there was no purple on it, or was this like No, the colors made no sense, but we know Lucidy's heavy into the cosplay, so uh if they're doing <laughs> O'Connor cosplay it fits right in. Or uh, you know, abusive stepdad cosplay with a visor or whoever wears fucking visors. Yeah, the cosplay, I totally forgot about that, but you guys called me out because I did hug one of their fans one time we went down and played them. Yeah, I did. And I, I did. still smell <laughs> like that. And I, I totally <laughs> forgot about it, and then I remembered it. Anyway, check out the Loose City merch. It is fucking fantastic. And uh, this is an awkward segue, but uh, second half of Knifey Lion Radio is sponsored by official Louisville City FC merchandise. They're paying the bills, folks, so buy one of those beautiful, it's written here, beautiful visors. We'll keep the sun out of your beautiful eyes and buy a bucket hat. If you're a bitch, that's what it says, folks. <laughs> Even they couldn't put a bow on that turd, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, Godspeed. But if you want to complete the ensemble of total douchery, buy one of those FCC's striped shirts without any logo on it. 
just a striped shirt that your grandma buys you, but uh, 35 bucks. It's official merch, guys. So wear that if uh, you've got an informal meeting with a, someone who's got a pyramid scheme they're trying to sell you at a Starbucks, because that's about the only good use for it. Are you serious? I didn't even see that. Yeah, oh, if you yeah. want to be the world's biggest fucking asshole, yeah, buy that striped FC Cincinnati shirt and uh, a Lucy City visor. With no uh, indication that it's FC Cincinnati. There is the a tiny shirt. tag at no. the bottom. All right. So quickly, we'll try our very bestest to give you a few chance. <laughs> Diane Schlag, Prid Prid North, Jimmy's Kids, Lance's, Lance's, sure, Lance's Ladies, Linder's Ladies, Jimmy's Kids, Bailey Orphans, and uh, Queen City Mafia. Can't no. make that name any worse. <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. They're they're all jonesing, chomping at the bit for some new chance. Zach, in your head this week, you wanted it to be very uh, Broadway musical central, which was a big ask. But what were you thinking? Well, I just I just love a good Broadway musical, and it sucks because today I was gonna, you know, write all my lyrics and. I got stuck at work until right before recording this pod. But while we're talking about Broadway musicals, Castle in a Cloud from Les Miserables. There is a castle on a cloud. I like to go there in my sleep. I've changed it for our MLS um, aspirations, and I'll do it real quick. Whole Bailey will be singing this on Saturday. There is a league upon a cloud. I like to go there in my sleep. Not any steel or river hounds. Not in my castle. Whoops. Not in my league upon a cloud. And the crowd goes apeshit. <laughs> Can you imagine 25,000 falsettos? <laughs> Nick, can you? Can you imagine it? I'm trying. Moving right along. I got another uh, Les Mis one. Hit me with it. I just typed this on my phone as we were talking. Master of the House, which I'm sure you all know and love. Goes out to my man, Evan Newton. (laughs) Master of the House, Mitch has been replaced. Any shot that comes in, you know he will save. Slaps away the pens, looks you in the eyes. Has himself a laugh when the striker cries. Everybody loves a Newton, and everybody wants to shout. Sir Evan Newton, Cincinnati's master of the house. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of words. <laughs> my, ex- my expectations were pretty low, so it's not bad. A lot of words. Whole Bailey singing it. That sounds like one that's going to make it around the entire stadium, along with FCC. Cicerone. I have one from Bye Bye Birdie. It's pretty simple, self-explanatory. We love you, Corbin. Oh, yes, we do. We love you, Corbin. And we'll be true. <laughs> I bet that one works in regular voice, too. Oh, I know. What about, you had something for Seasons of Love, didn't you, from Rent? Oh, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty short one. It's like, 525,600 midfielders. <laughs> what does it take to score a fucking goal? <laughs> Takes only, Nick, one. <laughs> Takes only, Takes only one, takes only one. (laughs) 
folks. <laughs> not very. We're not on fire today. <laughs> I'm just imagine like Detroit City if we play them in the Open Cup coming down. Like hearing all these things about FCC, and then we just start singing Les Mis songs in a stadium. Les Mis. Yeah, and they piss themselves out of fear. A little more okay, let me. You cannot air that. You know, I've heard. Uh, <laughs> Les no. Mis. Les Mis? Les Mis? Yeah, I'm about to make your life Les Mis. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Um, but while we're shitting on. Uh, you wanted to shit on Detroit City FC, what you said, Nick, <laughs> and what they've got going on in there, and I totally agree. But I did watch some clips, and they're doing the same fucking chance that every other team, including us, does. Um, no one likes us. I think they do a version of that. They also do the Mario one. Honestly, we could have stolen them from them. But uh, they're doing the same ones, you know? So give a little originality. Um, DCFC. If you come, come down on. here, bring something special, Cincy related, or just go back home with your head between your legs. Yeah, and your I fingerless expect more gloves. from the punkest fan base in the country. With the fingerless glove capo <laughs> and a paper boy hat <laughs> and a bullhorn. Their whole fan base does wear newsboy hats. <laughs> so we say we think the machine- master of the hat, keeper of the glove, cutter of the gloves. <laughs> Never want to join a fucking league above. I dreamed a dream of Walker's goal. A perfect strike and then it ended. Yeah. Um, Do we have a sponsor? No. This week's episode, while we're at it, sponsored by Kroger, home of <laughs> groceries. Click list. That's a good thing. You scan so you don't have to see a person's face. Kroger. Nick? You're a Piggly Wiggly guy yourself. What do you think? I was thinking trying to work in Shiny from uh, Moana. <laughs> wow, Moana. Come on, dude. You know we're old school back here. <laughs> Counting Crows, Mr. Jones. Come on. Someone turn that <laughs> Mr. Bone and me. <laughs> See, if you feed it to me like that. <laughs> you, if you do all the work for me, all, like do all the thinking and then give it to me, then I can just... Yeah, think about like Keenan, like trying to play the captain's role at halftime. Kanon. Kanon. And he's he's just like yelling at the players, getting them like fired up, and he's like yes. the, he's like the authority. So Go. It's, so it's like pro jams, Jeremy. It's like <laughs> Kynan has spoken, spoken. <laughs> right. I'm leaving that in so everyone knows they're not all winners, folks. After we just told you it's Kynan. <laughs> Nick hit us with a note so we can leave on a harmony. Uh, Beautiful. <laughs> so with that said, game on Wednesday against the Indy 10. Don't deserve the last number. Nick, final thoughts. Final thought, Brickyard Battalion on Twitter. I don't know who you have in charge of writing the funny comments, but they were failing remarkably. <laughs> Just absolutely unfunny. Step your fucking game up. We'll give them credit. Saw a retweet. They made a different Charlotte Independence logo, and it said Charlotte Independence with a diaper. <laughs> See, this is the type of shenanigans that they're pulling over there. In your face, DCFC. Zach, final thoughts. <laughs> Pretty tired. So, Can't wait to get to bed. Not going to make it to Indy. I'm sorry. And, uh. Chad, final thoughts. Just kidding. No, no, no. Chad will actually take this opportunity to let Nick have mm. one more thing to say. Nick, please. So, okay. It's Les Mis. It's Kynan. <laughs> what else did I fucked up? Oh, I still fucked it up. Never mind. I had my shot and I blew it. Guys, you're picturing Nick right now. You think he's got brown hair. Wrong. 
You think he's single. Wrong. Think he's a bachelor on the town. Wrong. You think his wife shops at Sam's Club. Wrong. It's Costco. You're thinking he's super straight edge. Wrong. Drinks beer. This guy drinks. You're thinking. (laughs) Guilty as charged. You're thinking no way this guy was a singer of the most influential Cincinnati band. Wrong, not Buckra. <laughs> Wrong, not Denial. Not Freak Bass. Give me a burrito. Get me off my feet. Oh. <laughs> Is that real? They wrote that. Cool not, Star Chili commercial. Check it out. Not in the snowshoe crabs. Folks, we're old, I'm talking about. My final thoughts. Thanks for trudging along with us. I swear on Forrest Lasso's Jesus, we will have a fucking good chant next week. And if we don't, well, what are you going to do? Haven't heard any CST chants lately. Huh? Huh? Can those guys even sing? Nobody knows, mate, as Nick once famously said. (laughs) Actually, is it okay if I bring up one thing? I know we're getting close here at the end. No, please do. Saw Pat Pat Brennan trying to set up a a game between Cincinnati media covering FCC versus the front office at FCC. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, we're media, right? I mean, (laughs) right? Um, I don't know if... If Pat Brennan realizes this podcast exists, I would hope he knows. But if he knows who's running the boards, he fucking hates it. Because I have an infamous, world-famous Fake Inquirer article, which was them in honor of them shitting on FCC a lot. And he didn't laugh at all. (laughs) He seemed a little disturbed by it, to be honest with you. Yeah, he got real defensive about that. Hey, Pat Brennan. Chill out, This isn't the Xavier beat, buddy. This is FCC take no fucking prisoners and i've been doing this stupid voice way too much this podcast things are not going well yeah (laughs) so pat brennan you are officially in the hmm (laughs) pat brennan you're where are you (laughs) you're officially in the clear channel cave of weirdos (laughs) just kidding can we please play that would be nice all yeah, right, I would like uh, this pod to take on anyone. I think we'll fucking destroy I th- them. I think if we did like futsal, we would we would beat everybody. Yeah. So that's a challenge. That's an open challenge to all the other pods. Pat Brennan, uh, Jeff Birding, you want to play us? <laughs> As usual, we're in first place. Only team in the East. Nobody else exists. Louisville is dead and gone. Don't have a team. Their coach is asleep. <laughs> Rise together. Yeah, I'm going to end it on a question mark. Rise together? On my own Pretending he's beside me All alone I walk with him till morning Without him I feel his arms around me And when I lose my way, I close my eyes And he has found me In the rain, the pavement shines